And you're very welcome back to this week. Well, 2022 is going to be a most challenging year for farmers. That's according to the Irish Farmers Association. The farmer's body says higher costs for feed, energy and fertiliser threatened to wipe out last year's modest gains. And it wants a more mature discussion on climate action. Well, to dig deeper into all of this, IFA President Tim Cullinan is in studio. Welcome. Uh, Good afternoon, Carol. Well, first of all, we've all enjoyed delicious farmer's produce over Christmas and New Year, including our 49-cent bag of carrots and other vegetables. You say it's now time for a food regulator in Ireland. What power should this regulator have on supermarket prices and on the prices that farmers get? Absolutely, Carol. I'll come to that in a moment. But just to start off, Joe, I would like to say a special thank you to all our farmers that was able to continue during this another difficult year to produce our produce from the land and I think it's very important as well that we acknowledge the work of everybody in the industry factory workers and people working in supermarkets that have delivered the produce you know, to our consumers. I just want to make that comment at the start. Okay, so, but, but so yeah, what about that food regulator ab- then? Absolutely. I've been saying this consistently for quite a while. You know, in particular, if we look at the horticulture sector, uh, fresh pork, liquid milk, all of those products are consistently being used by retailers as loss leaders to get people into into the their shops. And... Um, are they not taking the hit on that, though? The, the, what they do is they up the price on other goods, dry goods, and uh, keeping down the price paid to farmers. And if we look at it, you're right, there was a marginal increase in what par- farmers received for their produce during 2021, uh, up approximately 14%, but our costs are up 15%, and, and food prices are only up 1%. But mm. our minister has given a commitment to bring primary legislation through the doll to put a food regulator in place to, to ensure that there's fairness along the food supply chain. This is something we have been seeking for quite a long number of years and I think it's time now. You know, the minister is making all of those promises so it's time now that he lived up to his promises and put this person in place. So you want that this year? Absolutely, yeah. I want it almost immediately and we want to bring fair, fairness along the food supply chain. Can I just ask you, why is organic farming in Ireland so far behind our European neighbours? Just 3% of our land under organic farming as opposed to about 20% on average in Europe. Doesn't it seem wrong that we're importing organic food when we could be producing it here? Yeah, I suppose the, the reason is uh, there has been a very slow uptake in organic farming. But if we look at it, we haven't got a market for organic produce and, you know, at the moment, for a farmer to produce conventional food or organic food, there's not enough of a price differential there to encourage a farmer to get into organic farming. So people so, won't pay for it, is what you're saying? Yeah, pe- people won't pay for it, but there's not enough of a margin there. There's not enough of competition in the industry. There's not enough of processes, processing uh, produce from organic farms. So it is very difficult at the moment. And look, it's something some farmers are looking at, but I think it's something that is further down the road. One of your big issues at the moment is the high cost of fertiliser, which went up with the energy rises. Should the fertiliser merchants or the farmers absorb this extra cost or should it be passed on to the consumer in higher milk and beef prices? But, but look, as I say, if, if we're in a situation now where costs are, our costs are increasing, well, then it's high time that we had a proper discussion around all of this. And the prices, food prices are going to have to go up if our costs, if production costs are going up, well absolutely food costs are going to have to go up as well because farmers cannot 
continue producing food at a, at a loss-making situation. Do you know, if we look at it, if we look at the Chagas figures, 30% of farmers are viable at the moment. That's where we're at. So it's, it's very, very important that farmers can get a proper return from the marketplace. And if we just look at recently again, our cabinet and our minister has sign, signed off on, on the CAP plan. This is a plan that is going back to Brussels for approval in, in the new year. And what we have seen and you know, what we have been looking for, Carl, all year is proper engagement from all of government, a whole of government approach. But what we got was it wasn't engagement. It was the minister talking at farmers rather so, than... So, when, so just to cut across to you there, when he visited 30 Marts on a listening exercise this year, you're saying that farmers weren't allowed to speak? Exactly. What this, was, this was an exercise of the minister talking at farmers, not negotiating with farmers and having proper engagement. I suppose if I give you an example, if the Minister for Education was to decide that uh, there was some uh, new policy that uh, the minister was trying to get into the educational system. And instead of engaging with the teachers' union, she would decide that she would go around the country and speak to a number of teachers. I don't think that would be allowed to happen. So what I'm saying as... Uh, as so they bypassed yourselves to speak to farmers and you want them speaking to yourselves instead. Can I just bring you on to the climate issue, which of course is all-encompassing for all of us, including farmers. You say you want a more mature discussion this year on this. Do you mean by that more supports for farmers who will have to reduce emissions and will have to have their farms audited? Look, look, we're looking at this, um, Carol. First of all, I sat for over a year in, in a room with all the key stakeholders in the industry uh, and this was a group, it was Food Vision 2030 and, and this group was set up by our minister and the outcome of that group was that uh, there's a proposal there that we increase our exports by 20% by 2030. And, but also the, the, the key elements of, of what we were negotiating in there was obviously um, sustainability and, and the three pillars of that stool is uh, environmental, economic and social. So we need a balance here. So we, are, we want to work with environment, we are working with the environment, but we have to look at the social and the economic aspect of this as well, because obviously there has to be a margin in whatever we're doing. So that means supports? Support, of course it means support. And where yes. would the money come from for those supports? Well, where, well, where would you be looking at? Well, if we look at, if we look at what's happening at the moment, and you know, we had COP26 where all the larger countries came to COP26 but went away without signing up to any meaningful agreement. You know, again, this weekend, I, I, I'm shocked to hear actually a report coming out from the EU Commission this weekend that they're asking each member state now that a nuclear power and, and, and natural gas, they want to put a fig leaf over this now and say these are green uh, energy um, um, proposals. Like, th this is crazy stuff. So wh mm. what I am saying is that we want, absolutely, we want a mature discussion. And if we look at it, there's an awful lot that we can, farmers can do. And, you know, we're hearing our minister and we're hearing um, the Green Party saying all of the time, farmers can be part of the solution. We have a lot of... Um, 
what are you doing? What yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, well, what, what we're doing at the moment, obviously we're working very closely with Chagas with the MAC curve. We're reducing the amount of fertiliser going out on farms. We're Yet you're looking for a derogation again, or the government is a fifth derogation from an EU directive on fertiliser and slurry, the, 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 the nitrogen der- derogation. We, we are, but, but we also want to move forward. And there's several other areas that we're looking at as well. You know, ourselves in IFA, we're actually involved in trying to establish a virtual power plant, which this means that farmers would put solar panels on their farms and we could take a branch or a parish and all the farmers could come together and be able to supply at any one time uh, a quantitative amount of electricity into the, the national grid. But for this to happen, we need support from government. You know, we need the infrastructure to be put in place to allow all that to happen. Okay. Also, with, with slurries or organic, organic manure, we could develop a biomethane plant here in this country. If we look at it, Carl, we're importing €8 billion Euros worth of energy into this country each right, year. So you could make energy from the slurry, is what you're saying, instead of spreading it on the land. Can I just ask you finally, uh, you capped off last year of protests by bringing 100 tractors up to Merrion Square. Do you have any further days planned of protests? No, well, there's no protest planned at the moment, but... In all of those protests, we had three um, por- protests up and down the country during the year. Rightly, as you say, we finished off in Dublin. But what we want is the serious issues coming down the track now. We want our government to engage with us as a organisation that has represented a vast amount of farmers up and down the country. And what I'm saying to our minister and our Taoiseach today is we need proper engagement around because there's massive change coming here. We all accept there has to be change to, to work with the environment. We are up for this. We're willing to do it. But we need a whole of government approach here as well. OK, thank you very much. Tim Cullinan, president of the IFA, for joining us live.